This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. everybody, boys and girls, non-binaries, children of all ages, welcome to another board game edition of the MFG Cast. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing Block Ness by Blue Orange Games. Thank you to Blue Orange Games for a review copy of this. But before that, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing recently, maybe a new experience for us, kind of a newest experience for us, actually. I wouldn't say newish, it's a new experience. It is. Because we well yeah well let's anyway, get into yeah it. let's talk about it so we so re- they don't have to guess <laughs> no I would like for you to guess what is it no you don't know okay so what happened is we went to a game night basically at our well it's a local comic book store but they also do gaming like magic and stuff like that but they have we have a local game group that had a game night on Friday Friday for us. And we went there and played some games, and it was it was a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. It was nice. A to lot get of out. good people. Yeah, which was it's really it that also helps very much. Not like going to a game night you expect everybody to be terrible, but I am a nervous person when it comes to meeting new people, so well, sometimes that's tough. you you don't know what to expect. I think is where we had the nerves because we had only really encountered some of these people on social media. Mm-hmm. So you have people behind a keyboard and then you have people in front of you physically and are they the same people with the same types of personalities and will your personalities mesh enough and things like that. Those are the types of things I was worried about. Yeah. At least will we want to walk in and walk out because we just won't get along enough to be able to want to sit there and play games with them. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a blast. We were able to get three games in in, what, like four hours? Which did is we actually play three good. games? We did. We played Good Critters. We played Bad Habits. No, it's not Bad Habits. I keep thinking it's Bad Habits. It's not. I keep forgetting the name of this game. It is... Nope, I can't remember it now. Bad addictions? Nope, it's not bad uh, habits at all. Some no addictions. Something with addictions, isn't it? It that's the what's happening in the game, but that's not what it's called. I can't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. Maybe we'll remember when yeah, we're talking. Maybe when we're talking. And we'll just shout it out. Yep. And then we played Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Um, we played most games either seven or eight players, which for us is a very Large number of people. Yeah. And, Not common. And we don't... Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Like, we don't do that. We usually play two or three players at most. Unless we play with, like, our families or something like yeah. that every once in a while. Yeah. Playing good critters, I thought, oh, 
yeah, we've never played this game before. How many, what's the lowest number of players we can play with good critters? If you've ever played that game, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but it plays minimum of four players. So I'm like, and we're out. We're never going to get that game because we usually play, even buying a game that's three and up players is one that we kind of hesitate on just because. For sure. Depending on the content may or may not be something that we can coerce Logan into playing with us. So, but Good Critters, basic gist of it is you are all part of a mob of critters. Critters. Yeah. And you want to um, try to manipulate the other members of the mob to take bribes from you and say yes or no to the mob boss on whether you like what type of money or jewels or any type of rewards that they want to give you um, during your dealings. And you basically play until the police come and figure your mob out. Yeah. So, like, you're pulling heist and schemes and stuff like that and... Skimming the, off the top of the stack yeah. of the loot, and the mob boss is like actually trying, like giving out the money, and can give you as much or as little as they want to. Yep, and then um, you can rob other players, mm-hmm. and they can guard their stashes. But you know that there's potential for them to rob you because they place their character Sandy in front of you, and but they may not rob you. They may be just fooling you. It's like a whole big like almost a trickery game Mm -hmm. but um it can get sassy and um it was an interesting start to the night because we didn't know these people so we had no idea whether they were going to be um lying to us or what was going to happen but then at the end of the game it's whoever has the most loot wins the game yeah i thought that was pretty fun the other game that we played was called Side Effects. That was the game. That was what. See, that I game knew was. we'd remember it. Yeah, this one I don't know about this one. Meh. It was trying to have a fun kind of outlook on. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to explain. I was. It. Do you want me to try? Yeah, please. I think it was trying to put a spin on addictions and like issues that people have meaning like if you have an issue with anorexia or if you are if you have depression or anxiety or a gambling addiction or stuff like that but some of them get a little bit even um, more serious like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that and you basically have three issues that you're trying to resolve with like therapy or medication or something like that. And then you can go and manipulate other people by, you know, making them go through an episode or something like this. And it, I don't know, I I didn't really like it. Um, it only lasted one round for all of us to each play. Kurt made me go through an episode, I made him go through an episode, and then we really didn't have another turn after that because somebody finished and the game was over. I don't know if it normally goes that fast, but we didn't play anymore, and I was okay with that. Me too. I think I think those issues are just a little too 
a little too sensitive to even play on just a little bit. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. I, I'm surprised this game exists. Yeah. And stuff, but maybe people disagree with us. Yeah. And maybe there's some people that that go through things like that. You know, maybe that's something to kind of, I don't know, help them out somehow. I don't know how, but yeah. Well, and I know that I when we were playing, the the person that was introducing it to us said that they had played it before with a social worker who thought the game was a hoot. And I don't, and I don't feel like we don't have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I will throw it out there that I take medication for anxiety, and I don't, I don't have a problem with throwing that out there. But if somebody's struggling with anorexia, or um, suicidal thoughts, suicidal thoughts, yeah, or something like that, I guess I don't feel like that's something to joke about. No. I, I guess so. anxiety really isn't either, but it depends on the extent that you have it, too. And maybe it's a game not for everyone. Uh, it isn't a game for everybody. No. But it's also not a game for people who aren't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really care for it. No. So we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, sounds good. So there, boom. Let's move on to something that was actually really fun, I feel like, for me at least. Oh, yeah. This uh, was a really good one. Yeah, we got to play Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Boy, it's so hard for me to say that, and yet I still get it out, which is surprising. But we played this at the max seven players. And, yeah. And it was really thinky with all those players, but also a lot of fun, I feel like. Yeah, I took... I don't know how long it took us to do all of it, but... It seemed like a long time, but it was okay. Yeah. But I think it took a while because we had players in there that had never played it before. Yep. And then, so it's kind of like talking about what you want to do as each, as you build each of the castles for each of the teams, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The building teams. Yeah. And that was, that was a lot of fun. I scored really low <laughs> and didn't come close to winning. Yeah. It's funny because I actually helped the person that won the game have the best castle, which to me was kind of, it's funny because it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I helped us out really well. And yet at the same point, I'm like, the ca- the other castle was mine and yours. And we just, I felt like we just didn't get enough tiles to like work out like a really good castle. So it really kind of sucked for us in the end. But yeah. just getting that other one, I think... The other one that me and this other lady that never played it actually scored was 68 points, which is, like, I'm pretty sure the other times I've played, I haven't even gotten close to that. Yeah, I don't remember because we've only, we did a review on that game. Yeah. And we've probably, I mean, we've played it several other times, but it's been quite a while. Yeah. And I think both of my castles scored, like, what, you said, what did our score? 46 or 47? Something like that. And I think my other one scored, like, 44. Yeah. So, very, very close. But I played with someone who had never played before. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was spending a lot of time explaining to them. And maybe that was part of it, too. Yeah. Is that we were talking to the other players and not really focusing on our other castle as much. Yeah, that's true. I feel I like I bet that you is that true. was it. That was That is what was happening. Granted, the other castle still sucked for scoring. <laughs> but it could depend on the what our strategy was. And they didn't have, like, a ton to share with me because they were still learning it. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. And there's, you know, that's why those kind of games are kind of interesting because you have, 
you have the strategy of what the two players want to do on either side, whichever castle or whatever, to your left and your right, but also the randomness of the the tiles themselves. Like, if you're not getting what you want, it's kind of hard sometimes to, you know, use what you need. Like, I, I understand, like, in the game you're supposed to take one tile and put it on, put one tile on one castle, one tile on the other, but, like, say... Okay, I'm not really getting as many as I'd like. So, okay, what you what do you do? Do I put it on this one castle that I'm not scoring very good on, or maybe I put it on this other castle that I'm scoring really good on, and then hope that this other one kind of gets up there because you're getting the lowest of the two scores to score for your mm -hmm. end game stuff. So. Well, or do you wait and hope that you get what you're actually looking for, but it may never come up. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were doing for a bit. And then finally I'm like, we got to pull the plug on this other one over here. Not the one you and I were building because I'm like, we're not getting what we need. We need to continue to go. Yeah. So, it, but I feel like both of my castles were benefiting from bonuses for sure. Yeah, which and were I, really nice. And I think that's I it was just it's funny that you say that because I was just going to reference the fact that I think if this didn't have the bonuses, it would be a lot harder to be able to score those castles higher. You know, especially with the randomness factor. So you just you just never know. So yeah, it was really nice to get these games in and be able to meet new people. Like it just it went so well. I had a lot of fun and I really hope that we're able to do more of this in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think if we choose to do it again, I'll be nervous because the rotation of whoever shows up to this, I feel like will change because the Facebook group is big enough that it may it may change, and the amount of people that showed up for this was maybe like, what, 15 to 20 people or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They also offer another group for heavy games. Mm -hmm. This one ranged from light to medium games and party games, and they have a heavy game day, which I'd like to show up for, which usually not as many people show up for that, which makes sense, and I'd like to show up for that sometime and check it out. I think that will be a different group of people, I like so I said. Too. But I think that would be a cool thing to check out. And I think that's like once a month. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very so, cool. okay. So on to the main player or the t hot topic or the review or... Keep going. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> the main... The uh, main event. Main event. Thank you. Couldn't Bing. think of the word. Bing. Ding, ding for all those the, the main event of this uh, episode. That's right. The our thoughts, our feelings of a review of Blockness by Blue Orange Games. Again, as Kurt said, thank you to Blue Orange Games as always. Thank you for um, sending us a copy of this game to review. Yep. And trusting us with our opinions on it. Yes. Take them or leave them. No, please take them. So what are we doing in Blockness? What's the story of Blockness? Shall I, shall I read it in my... No? Okay. Tracy, take it away. Boo. <laughs> All right. You should have seen the look I got. It was one of not so Well, he excited. always reads it in the same voices. I'm so sorry. That's the only voice I have. Not really. Okay, go ahead. Do you want me to read the introduction? Oh my god, I'd love for but you to. But I'm not going to read it in some, like, Well then, eerie... This... I'm just going to read it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
The blackness monsters are finally rearing their heads. Uh Uh-oh. But there's just one problem. What? The lock isn't big enough for everyone. Whoa, what? Be as strategic as you can by using the space on the lake to your advantage and be the last one to elongate your monster to win. I will. The winning monster will be loved by tourists and may also win you a front page in the local newspaper. Oh my god, the local newspaper? Does anyone read the local newspaper (laughs) anymore? Wow. Most newspapers are online these days too, even. Okay, cool. So, with Locknet, or... (laughs) See, we were talking about (laughs) locks. With Blockness, I missed the B there. Block it up. With Blockness, this game plays very quickly, actually. Sure does. 15 minutes. And maybe even less sometimes if you smoke the other players. That's true. Eight and up. Ages eight and up? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, ages eight and up. Nice. And two to four players. Nice. And this game is designed by Laurent Escoffier, and the art is by Simon Doche. And again, we apologize if we have totally mispronounced your names. We may have. But we try our best. That's true. So what are we doing in Blockness? Well, the object of the game, I'm going to read it right from the book because... I know, I know. Well, because it's straight and simple and I feel like... You couldn't do it any better. No, I couldn't do it any better. I couldn't either. So you're going to make your monster as big as you can by placing as many of your segments as possible on the board following placement rules. True. The biggest monster wins. That's what they said in the introduction. So obviously, yeah. you want to get the long, the longest, the biggest blockness. Yes, or as Tracy says, lockness. Get it? Blackness We're, monster. Blackness no, monster. No, I don't get it. Okay, whatever. So this game is pretty content-wise is very much. It's simplistic. There's not much there. Yeah. I was going to say very basic, and I didn't want to use the word basic. Yeah. Because I don't mean that there, there there isn't much to it, though. No. There's a, there's not as many components, but it also, but it does have a lot of good strategy in it. Yes. So it comes with the board, which actually sits over the bottom base of the box. And so you have your lock board. You have four monsters, because it's a two to four player game. So you have four monsters in different colors that have 12 parts. So you have purple and you have orange and you have like a navy. Well, we're debating this. I say it's navy blue. The boys say it's black. I think it's uh don't, we don't know. Boys. So you tell us what you think. It's a what color is the dress thing all over again. Oh, I hate it. It says black in the actual instructions, so I go black. It does? Sure does. Where? In the instructions, if you want to look at it. It's okay. Oh, it yeah, it does. But it's weird because that looks navy blue, doesn't it? it? it on the art on the box, yes. But the components themselves. And look this black. looks navy blue and that looks black. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. whatever color you want it. And then green. I don't think I said that. You did yet. not. I'm glad you okay. included it. So each player, like I said, gets 12 pieces. One head, 10 body segments, and one tail. But then they have one piece that is unique to each of the monsters. So it's their starter body segment for each of the monsters. So, and it shows it in the instructions based on the color that each player selects. 
this segment is a different length. Yeah. And plus, I think as far as like the height goes, I think it's the smallest height that you actually start with with your with those starting pieces. So it is. It's the lowest. Nice. But what it also says is on purpose. They're all they're all different, which mm-hmm. makes sense. And it is that is thought through because then as you place them to start, then they're not. There's some variety there for sure. Yep. Yeah. So what do you do with these starting segments then? So what you're going to do is you're obviously each going to select a color mm-hmm. um, based on the number of players. And then on the lock board that I was talking about, you're going to place it on the bottom of the box. And it sits there and it has holes in it. And different shades of blue looking water. Yep. So if you're playing a two-player game, you're going to only play on the darkest blue which is in the center of that board. If you play three players, then you're going to also add the next lightest shade, adding on like an additional space around. And if you play four players, you're gonna add the last of the shades of blue, which extends throughout the rest of the board. And the box is like a square, so you, so that kind of gives you an idea of like the amount of um, space you're working with. So you're kind of working with a smallish square to start for a two player mm-hmm. and you're expanding it as you add players so that you have more space to build those monsters. Yeah. Okay. So then based on the color you pick or you grab your head, you grab your tail and you grab that specialized body segment for your monster and you, um, within the capacity of the number of players, you place it on the board to start the game. Yeah. So what are, where do those pieces start, though? They usually start... Oh, yeah, you could put them anywhere within that yeah. circle, right? Yeah. For some reason, I, I thought it was like, oh, on the outside. But it seems like when we did it, for the most part, we always put our segments kind of towards the outside working in, almost. But you can definitely kind of monkey with that as you play. Yep. Well, it does say in here that you do do your starter segment wherever you wish within the dark blue. Yeah. So you are starting within that dark blue section, whether you're... Oh, two players or four players. Two or... That's right. Two or three or four players. Yep. 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 But yep. we always started in there anyway. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And then the youngest player starts the game. And basically what you're doing is you're starting with that first player... You're going clockwise, and each player has um, the rest of their segments, so there should be 11 more parts or body segments left, and they're going to choose one to play. And playing meaning they're going to basically add to their monster. So they either want to extend it and move its head to make it longer head-wise or tail-wise. Yeah. But each of the segments is not the same length or the same height. Yeah, so lots of variety. There's lots of variety. So they, you want to basically decide how you want to play it, um, keeping in mind that there are a few placement rules. So when you place the new segment, you have to place it on a space that's adjacent to your head or tail of your monster. Yep, and there's other placement rules too, so as like, you can't go above 
or you can't go below any segments. Like that is uh, like through the whole game, you can't go below any other segments, including your own. You also can't go over the tail or the head of yours or anyone else's yep. lockness or blockness. And you can't cross over your own pieces. Yep. Another thing for placement too is when you're placing those, they have to be adjacent to your head or tail, and you can't put your um, you can't put your pieces diagonal. Yep. You could try to do that, but that's not allowed in the rules. Yep, it'll never work. So basically, you're you're extending the extremity of your monster. Mm-hmm. So you're placing it, however, whatever end, head or tail, and then you're removing the head or tail off that other piece and moving it onto the segment that you just placed. And then it moves to the next player, and they are doing the same thing, and you're kind of moving around that space based on the number of players to extend your monster but also to to potentially block the other person Mm -hmm. from being able to play based on the types of body segments they have and by types i mean are they going to be able to play anymore because they used all their tall body segments already and they can't cross over anybody or they have like run out of room they ran out of room theirs are too long um, they don't have one short enough, you know, that kind of thing. But basically what you're doing is you're trying to use all of your body segments and filling up all this space to complete your monster. Yeah. One thing that happens too is during the game when you are placing all these pieces, say you can't place a piece and you're like, oh no, like I feel like I'm done. You're not technically done for that game. You can pass wait for everyone to play again and come back to you, maybe something opens up. So that's kind of a good little thing. Like It's like it's not the end of the world if you're done. Sometimes it is because <laughs> there's just nowhere to go. But there, you, know, you can do a pass and kind of wait for everyone else to kind of figure out what they're doing and you could possibly play later. So. Yep, and they say that happens because another player may move their head or their tail. Mm-hmm. Allowing you to be able to um, take your turn. Right. Yep. So basically, the end of the game happens when all the players are blocked, meaning they can't play anything, or everyone has placed all their segments. They've used, they've placed all their body segment or all the body segments on the lock. If neither one of those things happen, well, one of those things have to happen. <laughs> but um, so the player with the least body segments remaining in their reserve meaning in front of them that they haven't used wins the game however we found in this game that there happens to be ties Mm -hmm. so the winner is the player whose monster has the tallest head so if more than one player has the same amount of body segments left over that they haven't played whoever has the tallest head wins if you both have the same same height of head you share the victory and then they've also added a variant cool so all the same rules apply except that when you're placing you're actually um, moving two spaces away instead of one space adjacent to your head or tail extremity you're doing two spaces away from it so it gives you a little more a little more flexibility but also it can block people a little a little quicker too and they say on this one, it can be horizontally or vertically. And otherwise, everything else stays the same. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. 
So obviously we made it through how to play it really fast because it is fast, easy to learn game with like really easy instructions and wonderful pictures yeah. that tell you what you can and cannot do. For sure. Yeah, it's one of those games that like you shouldn't have any problem trying to figure out how to play this game. It's just, you know, the strategy going against the other players. That's that's the thing of it. You know, it's a good... I don't know if they label this as abstract, but it kind of is kind of abstract in a way. And you're kind of... It's a, a unique almost... I like to use the word chess match, but I know that Tracy hates when I say that. But, like, it's this weird little, like, puzzle piece thing where it's like, okay... You know, do I want to use this big, tall piece right now, and then no one can go underneath me, but then later, I'm not going to have this tall piece because I can't go over somebody else's body part. Do I, you know, do I stay within the outside of the lake, or do I go inside right away and try to manipulate what's going on inside? You know, there's just a lot of little strategies in a game that, you know, there doesn't seem like a lot to it, but there is a lot of strategy to this game. Right. So, <clears throat> let's let everybody know our... MFG cast rating scale. We have got we've got our collection keeper. It is the one that we want in our collection. It's something we're gonna be playing almost all the time. Uh, it's gonna be one that when we see it, we're like, yes, let's get this one, let's play it. Uh, we also have the fair player. The fair player is one that we won't pick it every single time, but we'll pick it more often than not. And when we do, we're gonna have lots of fun with it. We also have the rating of overlooked. It's one of those that, you know, it may get a play maybe once or twice every couple of months, but, you know, there's other games we're going to probably be playing instead. And then there is also the um, Unfortunate Passer. It's one that we just don't really care for. It's not really in our wheelhouse, and we'd probably play something else instead. So what do we think about Block Ness? I'll go first. I feel like this one is a fair player for me. I don't feel like it's one I'd pick every single time, but... Every time we've played it, I've really enjoyed it. I feel like this is one that we could almost bring to every game night as a in-between thing. You know, like say, you know, like we went to that game night thing. Maybe people are going outside and like uh, getting a drink or just stretching their legs and somebody else, you know, other people are just sitting around like, oh, do I play something quick before everybody else comes back? Hey, let's play some block nests. You know, I, I think it's... It's good for that. I feel like it's good for younger players, older players, families. I feel like this is just a game that everybody could play very easily. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really glad that um, we were able to get the, a review copy of this. Because I didn't know much about it when Blue Orange said that this was available. But I'm glad that we were able to play it. Because I really, I, like I said, I just had a lot of fun with it. What about you? I'd have to agree with you. I think it is also a fair player. It is one I feel like we will play and continue to bring to our table, but maybe not as often as other games. Mm -hmm. But it is a nice filler game because it's so quick and easy to teach. Yeah, for sure. But I also think it, that it was a really nice surprise. Yeah. The components of it are, I mean, like we had told you about it, are very simplistic. But at the same time, I feel like the quality of the body segments and the heads and the tails for each of the monsters are, they're good quality. It's not cheap plastic or anything like that. It's nice, thick quality to the game. 
So that is a plus also. Yeah, it's a cool little table presence. Yeah. Yeah, every time we were playing this and posting on it, it would get attention. Um, Even to the extent of I posted it and somebody had asked me about it because they had heard about it and they wanted to be able to... Well, they had a question on whether they should buy it for a classroom for a board game like club or something like that. And I said, I think it would be a great board game club game. Mm -hmm, For sure. um, For kids and... Anything like that that somebody would be able to just pick up and play right away. So, long story, I agree with you on it. I, I'm glad we had the opportunity to be able to review this game. And I I just think that Blue Orange always does a very good job explaining their games through their rules. Yeah, definitely. Um, with pictures and always being a, us always being able to understand like what the point of the game is what we can and cannot do with the game so it's awesome very cool yeah Yeah. so that's what we thought of block ness again we've said it a million times but thank you to blue orange games for letting us review this game uh if you like what you what you hear here make sure you subscribe make sure you tell your friends follow us on facebook and twitter mfgcast you can find it uh anywhere and instagram instagram that's right well, that one's kind of hard. That one is hard. KT Omular for me, and what for you? Tracy Omular. Tracy Omular, yep. But You'll not know how to spell our last name, so that's cool. <laughs> A-U-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Now they do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and it uh, looks like our what we got up for our next board game episode, we're going to be going through the alphabet again. We're going to do B. What B game are we going to be playing? You're going to have to tune in to find out. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.